It's lights out and away we go! What's up guys and girls and welcome back to the F1 podcast in association with the F1 Hybrid Era YouTube channel. So, it's just me tonight and obviously my other two co-hosts are um, unfortunately unavailable. So you've got my views of Miami tonight. And Miami, well... What can I say about Miami? Um, they certainly like to put on a show. I'll give them that. And... Yes. So, practice. FP1, FP2 and FP3. Ferrari were having a very, very bad day. Oh, well, not Ferrari in general, but Charles Leclerc was having a bad day. Uh, so was Hulkenberg as well, because unfortunately, you know, uh, Hulkenberg binned it in one of the practice sessions and brought out the red flag. Leclerc ends up binning it during one of the practice sessions but yeah Ferrari didn't have a particularly great weekend there this may be a shorter obviously podcast if you are listening to podcasts obviously on Spotify then thank you very much for that um, the podcast is available on other platforms and the links will be put in the description of the video one. So, qualifying was interesting. Took you one. Yeah, usual. Q2. The usual. And uh, Q3 was where it got interesting. So obviously in Q2, Max got through um, in Q3 as well. Sorry, uh, Max basically started to push, understeered, aborted his lap. Then. Obviously, Perez had put in his banker lap, which put him on provisional pole. So, obviously, Max was a little bit frustrated, shall we say. And, uh, Leclerc was literally just, um, how do we say it? looking for the limit and he went over said limit towards the end of Q3 pushing and yeah 
he binned it. And it wasn't just a basic front bin, it was a bin that he ends up spinning and bang straight into the side. Luckily he got away with a lot of damage, but yeah. So I brought the red flag and basically put Perez on pole, Alonso second on the grid, and was it science in third? I'll just fact check myself because I don't want to look an idiot. Perez Alonso and Sanchez, I was right. And Kevin Magnussen, K-Mag in fourth. So obviously his banker lap proved well. Leclerc was P7 at the time of his crash that brought the red flag out. And Max obviously was in ninth. And Bottas in tenth. So, poor Logan Sargent didn't do so good out in Q1. Piastri, Q1 out. Stroll, Q1 out. Sonoda, out Q1. And Norris, out Q1. Nick DeVries got through to Q2. Hamilton was a shocker at getting out, not getting through to Q3. Obviously, yet again, getting out-qualified by George. Which, proving is still what I'm saying about George. That he is the better driver of the two. I know our resident uh, Mercedes fan, a.k.a. Alan, will have other opinions on that but as both me and David would say George is the better driver out of the two and he shows it so I mean as point proven going back here I don't like to normally jump around, but going back to P1, the Mercedes were on top, and that was quite a shock. So they were gunning it, but then normal service kind of resumed, come P2, FP2, and FP3, normal service resumed. And... I'm guessing as well for qualifying that the fact that with Alonso it was right place at right time. Obviously he was going to lose out to Verstappen in the race. Considering the power of the Red Bull. So it wasn't a bit of a shock. 
so the starting grid basically as follows Logan Sergeant at the back because we're coming into the race Sergeant Piastri Stroll, Sonoda, Norris, DeVries, Guanajuato, Hamilton, Hulkenberg, Albon, Bottas, Verstappen, Ocon, Leclerc, Russell, Gasly, Magnussen, Sainz, Alonso, Perez. So, now we move on to the race. Or, shall we say, the pre-race build-up. I get it, it's a show, but please, for the love of God, let's not have that crap again. It was cringe. It was mega, mega cringe. People, some people liked it, but, and I don't want to upset my American viewers, but it was very, very cringy. As a long-time fan of the sport, yes, it was cringe pure cringe fest and for those that didn't catch uh, pre-race build-up they basically did the 20 driver introductions as them coming out like a Super Bowl with LL Cool J and well I am conducting an orchestra which uh, for a piece that he had written. Um, I mean, I'll get to the. Okay, I get it. They want to turn it into a, you know, into a show, but the drivers weren't overly keen about it, and. be honest I don't blame them you know we go to Italy soon for Imola and everyone will just go back to normal you know they'll do their race prep and then national anthem and then get ready there'll be none there should well hopefully there'll be none of this big introduction driver introduction driver hype stuff because it was god awful. But coming back to the point of certain celebrities should not be allowed on the grid. You know, Martin did his usual grid walk, was running out of time, wanted a word with Roger Federer. So. He asked Jackie Stewart, well, Jackie Stewart said he would help. Jackie Stewart walks up to Federer's so-called bodyguard, or whoever it was, some goon, security goon. And to see Jack, so Jackie Stewart being manhandled live on air by some big, burly security was disgusting and I 
a lot of people are up in arms about it. You know, okay, it might not have been so much of a spectacle if they hadn't constantly concentrated the focus on what the hell was going on, you know, Sir Jackie trying to get Federer's attention. I mean, even Russell stepped in. Basically stepped up to this bloody big security bloke and said, look, he is basically F1 royalty, which he is. And it wasn't until one of the, as well as Russell, one of the official F1 people saying, look, it's fine, let him go talk. And so Jackie brought him back over. And it, it kind of might, re you know, it kind of reminds me of back of the incident at Quarter with Martin and, you know, this Megan the Stallion person. And it's like, look, I get it, you know, celebs. You're not interested in racing. Just get off the fucking grid. I mean, yes, I'm not going to complain that there were certain billionaires there. Like Mr. Musk, he was there with his son as a guest of Red Bull. Was very interested in racing. And obviously certain technologies behind the Formula 1 cars and stuff and things like that. That's fair enough. Now... I mean, Bezos was Jeff Bezos was there, the the founder of Amazon. He was probably just there because you know of who he is. He probably didn't really have an interest in racing. I could be wrong, but certain other celebrities like you know Federer, he might be interested in the racing. But it's a case of look, you know. You're going to get talked to by journalists. Get your goons under control. Because, I mean, seriously? Yeah, like I say, it was the same, it was the same with Martin and the, <clears throat> the blonde security guard at court. Who turns around and says, you can't do that. And he might turn around and say, well, I just did. But for George, I mean, even George stepping in for Jackie, you know, he's... I do have respect for George. But I hope that said goon got an absolute bollocking for it. I really do. Because it was absolutely disgusting. So Jackie Stewart is F1 royalty, considering by a lot of people. You know, okay, Martin Brundle's a legend, but Jackie Stewart is he's F1 royalty. And I hope that F1 really, really look into it. And I know for a fact that even on the official F1 
social media and all this lot and their own podcast it will get ignored it'll get it'll get glazed over which i'm sorry but that shouldn't you know this guy was what 300 pound dude um just know you guys work in pounds it's like a 300 whatever pound dude he was a big bloke to manhandle like what Jackie Stewart who's probably only like five foot summit but he's you know five foot Scottish dude who's old but just because you're either a bodyguard or security to a high profiled sportsman you should still show the respect and yes I'm not blasting Federer at any point because Federer did didn't snub mine he came over quickly and had a word with him not you know not uh, not being disheartening against Federer for it but maybe celebrities should get the goons in check I mean okay you had um you know you had Vin, Vin Diesel there you had Michelle Rodriguez there you had um what the hell is he called Tige oh I'm gonna have to look him up now um they were there basically promoting the Fast and Furious because they were doing they did bits with Sky themselves for the promotion. You know, there's a few of the, like the Fast and Furious lot there. Obviously, I mentioned Paul Walker might have been there if he'd have still been alive. Um, you know, there was a select few of them there, and. That was good to see, okay. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez went out with Lando on a hot lap. Oh, it was ludicrous. Yeah, of course. It, it's Tez, but Tez, but it's ludicrous. He was there. You know, I get it. They were there promoting the Fast and Furious. Ten. Um, I get that, but in general, Ludacris, Michelle Rodriguez, and Vin Diesel, and the others of the Fast and Furious franchise are car people. You know, they they enjoy their cars, not because they obviously do the films. You know. Paul Walker used to do Fast and Furious, but his car collection was unreal. He used to have, like, Nissan Skylines and cars from the film, proper cars from the film, which he had. And, yeah, fair play. They are car people, so I get why they're there, other than promoting the movie. They're there to watch the race. 
I mean, okay, we had the, you know, on the presenting team, we had Simon Lazenby, who went out with my, uh, Boat Mylander on a hot lap, couple of laps with um, an Aston Mine. Not the safety car, but an Aston Mine. I mean, okay, I, you know, with the likes of Danica Patrick again. I like Danica, but if you're gonna be like a pundit for a race or whatever, just don't don't use the NASCAR because at one point she called it a full course, like one point during they were talking about something before one of the either practice sessions or what I think no it's race day and she said full you know there might be full course cautions and I'm thinking well that's IndyCar and like NASCAR and stuff and it's like look you're on F1 turf use F1's terminology I just wish sometimes the guest pundits would get stuff right and the guest pundits seem to need to remain biased as well as certain journalists for on the Sky F1 team need to remain biased not naming any not naming any names Ted Kravitz yes I'm calling you out Ted but you'll never listen to this but it's just the true fact that you need to remain biased you've you know you land yourself in hot water enough already at times and the race, well, it was exciting start. And then it just, just petered out. Just was boring. Yet again, they shortened the DRS zones. And yeah, it was just was a boring race. I mean, I don't know what... I mean, I'm... don't know if David would agree with me, but he probably would. It was just... Yeah, no. It was very... I mean, you know, we had a little bit of excitement. We'd had plenty of... Yeah, plenty of on-track battles. But then it just petered out, and then until Max caught Perez, and them two went wheel to wheel. Yeah, they got through all right, inches. Um, but yeah, no, it was just not a good race. It wasn't a great Miami. Grand Prix, a lot of people are saying, oh yeah, it will be, but it really, really wasn't. Did resurface the track, so there was not a lot of grip, but because there was no support races, F1 was the only one there, and wasn't much grip level, and it just the rain didn't come, like was suspected. It was just not good.
and yeah just It got too much hype and and um, it just didn't provide entertainment. And you know, not wanting to cause offence. Yes, the American sides. You might have loved it, but I'm just hoping that this hype, you know, that sort of sure type thing as, as it technically was for pre-race and stuff I hope that doesn't continue to Vegas I hope that doesn't carry on at core because it was cringy it was just cringeworthy and it just wasn't exciting and if we if, you know if we didn't have drive to survive Honestly, and the new influx of fans because of Drive to Survive, where would the sport be now? Because I know Vegas aren't paying for the. It's the whole Miami situation again. Sorry about that. My uh, microphone decided to go. You know, Vegas isn't paying for Vegas. Um, so F1 is it's like Miami. Miami. Uh, Miami didn't pay for the first year. F1 did. Miami paid for the second year. This year, but who knows? We'll see. And to cut this one a little bit shorter, if you bear with me for one second, this might just—I've got to try and do this as quick as I can. So, and that didn't work. So I apologise about this. So. As you remember, we started F1 season, an F1 fantasy season, and look who is in the lead. David is catching me. Not going to lie, I'm worried. He's catching. Alan is actually slowly catching back to David. I wonder why. Oh yeah, double on Max. And obviously Alonso, okay. So, one of Alan's teams, that's all Alan's teams at the bottom, is catching David. Who did David have then? So David had Perez, Alonso, K-Mag, Sainz, Stroll, Red Bull, and Aston Mine. Whereas I had Max, Alonso, Ocon, Stroll, and Bottas, and then McLaren. And Red Bull. So I have made 
changes to my team and I will hopefully have a good team for Imola. And yeah, what can I say really? I'm kicking, kicking his ass, but a little bit worried that he's going to come back at me. Still plenty of time to go, but I'm hoping I've made the right choice. For Imola. But only time will tell. So I'm going to end this one here. Yes, it's a short podcast, but it's because I'm on my own. Obviously, if David was here, we would have had more chat. And, yeah. Or Alan was here. We'd have had a little bit more chat. We've had a, been a bit more discussion flying around. But I'm just going generally giving you my thoughts into this. So I'm going to say thank you for listening on any of the platforms that this podcast is out on. Obviously, thank you for watching and getting this far if you're watching on YouTube. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the F1 Hybrid Era channel. Obviously, you'll find that in the bio of the podcast because we have some more um, stuff coming up including F123. We will have that coming on release. Be a couple of days after, uh, maybe a day after release, two days after release, we'll see. But, yes, thank you very much for joining me, so until the next one, hopefully, we shall, it shall be me and David back, or me and Alan, but until then, Goodbye for now.